like Pastor Stephen said, I'm um, continuing the message from last week. It is, who am I? Who am I? And it's a quest for our identity and who we are. Amen. Uh, like I said last week, I said this is a very uh, difficult question to answer in our life. But um, I believe that our answer, and we came to that conclusion last week, that our answer is in knowing who God is, and it's in God. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we just thank you, and we give you praise, Lord God, for this privilege of being able to come together to worship you, to be in your presence, Lord God, and to receive from you this morning, O Lord. We take this time out, O Lord God, to be with you, O Lord. May you bless each and every single person. May you bless your word, Lord God, as it goes out. Use me as your vessel, O Lord. May your anointing, Lord God, touch each and every single person that is listening and that will listen to this message, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. May there be manifestations, O oh Lord God, of empowerment, of healing, Lord God, of knowing who they are. May destinies change, Lord God. May purpose be given, O oh Lord, at the hearing of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. So like I said, who am I? Very difficult question to answer, right? Um, but like we said last week, we came to the conclusion that we need God in order to get an answer. And sometimes, you you heard me just say that right now, it sounds like a cliche. Might sound like a cliche. Everything is in God, right? But forget about how it sounds and ask yourself whether you want real truth or you want more lies. Lies that aren't working things that aren't working in life, and you're still asking the question, who am I? Why am I here? You know, in today, what or who is informing us? You know, we have the media, we have TikTok, we have Instagram, beauty influencers, social influencers, right? Family, friends, teachers, our parents, uh, loved ones. They all influence um, us and try to let tell us who we are. But the truth is, who we are, the only way to find what that is, is in God. I gave the example last week. I said, you know, if we, uh, cars, right? We have a lot of cars out here. We have Mercedes, BMWs, Lexus, we have Jeep, we have Ford, we have a Tesla, right? all these different cars, if you had a Tesla and you had access to the person who made Tesla or you had access to the corner mechanic that says he could fix anything, who would you rather go to? I bet to think that most of us will pick, why will I bother going to somebody else? Why don't I go to the person who actually made it? He would know better or she, whatever. Okay. So that's what we're doing this morning. We're going back to the one who created us. And I'm going to say this again. Uh, I said it last week. I do not profess to have attained everything. I am also on the journey 
um, of self-discovery. Okay, so I'm not sharing this with you because I know it all or I have it all figured out. I'm sharing it with you because God has called me to share it with you. Amen. So I do believe that the one that what I've been sharing are very foundational and they're going to help us to either, either get on the path or set us free to go deeper into what God has made us and what God has called us to be. Amen. And help us to answer that question of who am I? John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Who is He? He is Jesus. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of of men and the light shines in darkness darkness did not comprehend it our foundation is in who jesus is as believers we are found in him therefore it's our first step in discovering the answers when we go back to our creator the apostle paul said this in ephesians to the church uh, to the letter to the church in ephesus in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 5, he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons. We were known before the foundations of the world. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Who better else to go to? Is it not the one who made us? So let's recap a little bit from last week. Um, we are chosen in him and are now sons uh, and daughters. This makes us heirs. And what's our inheritance? Our inheritance is salvation and all that is in heaven. Since Jesus came on the earth, humbled himself, died for us and resurrected, we also are righteous, justified, sanctified, adopted, given an inheritance, purpose, and origin. These are all foundational to answering our question. And this week, we're going to go into the next three. And the next three that we're going to go through today are going to be, I am bold. I am an overcomer more than a conqueror. And the last one is, I am a new creation. Last week, we did, I am righteous. I am a child of God. I am justified and sanctified. So today we're going to go to I am bold and courageous. So that's going to be the first one. So let's go into it this morning. I am bold and courageous. Why is this important in our identity? We're going to get there. We are going to define first what is bold and what is courageous. 
and what that means in God in Christ. And then we're going to go to see what bold and courageous does for our identity and why God has given it to us and why we're able to identify with being bold and courageous. And this is beyond, I want to say this now, this is beyond emotion. Okay, we're not going to feel bold and we're not going to necessarily feel courageous. But that does not mean that you and me, you and I, are not bold and courageous. Amen? Because that's who God says that we are. So let's go. So first, let's go boldness. What's boldness, right? Uh, We sometimes think that boldness is the absence of fear. That is not boldness. Boldness doesn't mean that we don't have fear at all. It is being confident that God has our back. That's boldness. Knowing that God has your back. And then you move according to what God has called you to move and do and be because you know that you know that God is with you. That's boldness. That's godly boldness. And we're going to go into some examples. You know, boldness is not just speaking whatever comes to your mind. No, that, that to me is not boldness. That means no filter. No, we have no filter. We're just saying whatever comes to our mind. This is not boldness, okay? Boldness is also not, uh, is not the font we choose when we want to type a resignation letter because we're mad on our managers and things aren't going our way and we just want to type bold everything to um, whoever's not making us happy. This is not boldness because we need God's consent and God's conviction. We need God's direction. Those things acting like that actually takes us out of his path. Amen. And what we need is not to allow the enemy to take us. Boldness is staying where God has called us to be because that's where he wants us to be and to stand. That's boldness. Amen. Let's go to an example that I have here. And it's a scriptural example. It's from uh, uh, David. Um, I hope a lot of you already know who David is by now. David uh, was actually a shepherd boy. And uh, God called him out of that to be king over Israel. He is a king over Israel. It's historical. Uh, you can look it up in the history books of uh, the Jewish people. He was an actual king, and this is a true story. Okay. First uh, Samuel 17, verse 26. And uh, the Israelites were up against the Philistines. For context, I'm going to tell you what's happening. And the Philistines, uh, the Israelites were uh, wanting, they were up against the Philistines for, they were at war with each other. And, um, David comes out onto the scene. He actually came to bring supplies to his brothers who were actually at the front line. He was a young boy at the time. And he had nothing. they didn't want him on the field. They didn't think that he was strong enough, worth it, whatever it was. He wasn't there. But he came to bring supplies. 
and he sees and he hears what's going on as he's dropping supplies off to his brothers on the front lines of the war. And uh, he hears uh, one of them talking about this man called Goliath, who's really, really big and strong. Maybe he's really scared of him. And um, they start, the Philistines start taunting the soldiers at the front lines. And this is what David said. Now, David is supposed to be the least of all the, the least. He's not anybody who's favored. He doesn't have, doesn't look anything spectacular. And this is what David says. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? That is a bold statement to say. Because Goliath was, I'm sure, over seven feet tall. This man was huge. You know Shaq? Everybody know Shaq? I think he was huger than Shaq. This man was humongous. This man looked like a beast, okay? If anybody knows how big Shaq is, this man was probably bigger than that. He's a scary and, and just wide. He's probably a scary looking man. And David, being this little guy, comes up, if you could imagine, maybe Steph Curry, okay, skinny man, not, not anything spectacular, coming and saying, who is this uncircumcised man coming to defy the armies of God? And I want us to look at his answer because it shows boldness. He didn't say who's here to defy the armies of Israel. Who's here to defy my brothers because they're big and strong? He said, who came to defy the armies of the living God? He knew who God was. And he called God to respond on behalf of the Israelites. He knew that the army was not the physical army that was present. The army that was behind the Israelites was the army of God, the hosts of angels and all the heavenlies that are present during that battle because the Israelites were due to win and take over. It was a guaranteed win, but they're being scared at what they're looking at. And boldness is saying, I know who God is. I know I'm going to win and I'm going to stand. Amen. That's boldness. And boldness, in addition, is not only that, but it's also having the confidence to enter the presence of God. It's not running away from him. It's actually coming closer to him with how you are, with all your weaknesses, your deficiencies, however you come and just coming to him and saying, God, this is me. Here I am. I want to be with you. Let me know what, who I am. Define me. Help me to define who me is. That's boldness. Amen. Ephesians 3.11 says, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, that we're able to come before his presence. Amen. 
Okay, next, courage, courageous. What's courageous? Courageous is the strength to persevere and stand in the midst of fear, difficulty, or danger. Again, it's not the absence of fear because things can look scary in life. Things can seem daunting and overwhelming. But courage says, godly courage says, I'm going to continue to stand because I know God has my back. I know God is there and he is my strength. He is my refuge. He is my everything. So we are able to say that I am courageous. Hallelujah. The best example when I think of courage and courageous is Joshua. Joshua. Why? Because Joshua had to take up where Moses left off. And Joshua was going to take the Israelites into a land that was unknown with scary people, with things they didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't have a straight plan. He didn't know everything. All he had was God and a call. And what he did was listen to God's direction and did exactly as God said. And I want us to read an excerpt of what God told Joshua, okay? Because I find it very interesting. I don't think I'll be able to say everything but um, because of time, but I wanted us to look at it. Joshua chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. It says, and this is God speaking to Joshua, okay? After Moses died, he said, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Again, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you do not turn it from your right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate day and night that you may observe to do according for then you will make it your way and then you will have good success i have have i not commanded you again be strong and of good courage Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Dismayed means disheartened, disappointed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I believe that this here applies to us as well. Because there are things, when we stand for God, they're going to come against us. You know, it says, you know, if you look at each of the times that God comes back and says, be of strong, there's, there's instruction. And with that instruction, there's a challenge. And that's the challenge where we're going to have to be strong and courageous. And our courage is in, and you see, God gives him the courage. What's the courage coming from? That I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will take you through. He says, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Amen. That should get us excited. 
Because I can stand for what God has told me to. I can observe what God has called me to. Because I know that my God will take me wherever he needs me to go. Because that's the direction. He's taken me to that direction of winning. Hallelujah. He's not going to take you to a place where you're set up for failure. He's taking us to a place where we win. So I can say that I am courageous so that I will stand and persevere in the midst of any difficulty, in the midst of any giant, in the midst of unknown and uncertainty. I know that I can still push and go forward because God and rely and have peace and be still because God is with us. Amen. Amen. This kind of courage only comes from God. It's from knowing that Jesus died for us to give us a new hope, peace, a new life, and life abundantly. Courage is standing on his word in the midst of difficulty. So Pastor Jessica, what does all this do for me? I am courage. I am bold. I am courageous in the Lord. What does it do for me? It does three things for us. One, number one, it deals with the spirit of fear in your life. The spirit of fear will try to make you believe otherwise. It'll make you think that you're weak. It'll make you think that you can't do what God has called you to do. It'll be a stumbling block for you. It'll cause oppression. But being, knowing that we are, have boldness, knowing that we have courage, deals with that spirit of fear for God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power of love and a sound mind God has given each and every single one of us if we are in Christ the spirit of power that is who we are the spirit of love the spirit of a sound mind that is who we are We are given the Holy Spirit when we accept every single one of us who has accepted Jesus Christ has the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, this is what he, not not the spirit of fear. That is not our spirit. Whenever we feel fear, we can feel, but don't accept fear. Amen. Don't accept fear when it comes knocking on the door and say, I trust in God. I will be bold and courageous. So, um, Let's say, why do we still have struggle? Why, do, why am I still struggling? Knowledge. When we mix knowledge with our faith is when we'll see the result. The scripture says we need faith the size of a mustard seed. The same faith we use to believe that Jesus died for our sins is the same faith we'll use to mix with the knowledge that we receive to go forward. Romans 8.15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Fear is bondage. It will hold you. It will chain you from keeping you from your destiny. It will keep you from your purpose. It will keep you from knowing who you are. And that's why God has given us boldness and courage. The next thing that boldness and courage do is witness. It helps us to witness is for witnessing to others, witnessing co-workers, family, spouses, children, neighbors, the stores we shop at. When we witness, we solidify who we 
are. Because, you know, what, when, when we start saying who we are to other people and we witness Jesus, the more we see who we really are as a person. And the only way you're going to see it is if you do it. Okay, I can't completely explain it, but the more you confess and profess who Jesus is and witness to other people, the more you realize who you are in Christ and it pushes you into purpose. Amen. The last one is uh, it also helps us stand for our convictions and our belief. When the school your child attend tries to teach them more than just English, math, and history, do we stand for what we believe? When our workplaces try to make us do things that are ungodly or we don't have a conviction for them, maybe, you know, we, our conviction is that we don't work on Sunday because we believe that's the Lord's day. What will your stand be? When your friends mock or make fun of you, because you're walking different, you're talking different, what will you say? When people leave your life because they can't flow with you anymore, you need boldness and courage. And the thing is, when people leave you, it actually shapes us for where God wants us to be. I've seen this in my personal life. When certain doors close, God's doors open. And we need that to happen. So don't let fear overtake you, but be bold and courageous. Amen. Everyone say, I am bold and courageous. Amen. Next one. Number two. I am an overcomer more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. All of us have struggles we come from, right? In this life, everybody has a struggle. No one is exempt. However, those of us who are believers in the work of Jesus and his salvation are more than conquerors. We're going to go to Romans 8, chapters 37 uh, to 39. Romans 8, 37 to 39. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want us to look at the words, yet in all these things. Paul and those who he ministered alongside with were being persecuted at the time for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were being chased, attempts of life on them. Paul had been jailed more than once. And he's saying, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The truth is we may have struggles and things may not be perfect. Maybe we're persecuted for our beliefs, but we will always be more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors because no one can stop 
God's purpose and plan. We are more than conquerors because his blood has cleansed us. His blood has made us new. His blood has made the whole thing uh, just give us a new life. And that's the gospel that we preach. No one can stop God's purpose for your life if God is for you. You can conquer new territories. Do things that nobody in your family has ever done. Have things that nobody in your family has ever had. No matter your background, no matter your neighborhood, no matter what's happened to you or hasn't happened to you, what you have or what you don't have, you are more than a conqueror because God has purposed it to be so. Amen. We are. And the thing is that we're not just overcomers. The word says that we are more than conquerors, more than conquerors. That's because, and I'm about to get there, no generational curse. Nothing, not no matter how my mother was, my father was, my grandma, my uncle was, no matter uh, how I didn't have opportunity, no matter what physical DNA says, our life is in Christ and he can change everything. And I mean everything. No physical weakness can stop God from using you and purposing you for his holy purpose. There is no such thing as too late or too early when it comes to Christ because you are more than a conqueror. What does it mean to be more than a conqueror? You see, a conqueror, just a conqueror, is somebody who overtakes, right? When we think of a conqueror, is um, I think of a king who overtakes a property, a land, who wins uh, uh, money, success, fame, power, right? The scripture says influence, but the scripture says more than a conqueror because we not only increase in life, not only do we win over every struggle, but nobody can take away what God has put in each and every single one of us. That's why we're more than conquerors. Nobody can take it back. You, you're overtaking what is yours, what, what belongs to you, what God has called you to. And you're saying that nobody can take this away from me if God has given it to you. Amen? If you're called to be a worship leader, nobody can take that away from you. You are a worship leader, period. If that is your purpose in your service to God, then that's who you are. But the thing is that we're more than that. We're more than just our service to the Lord. We're more than how we look on the outside. And the only way to know who we are is to know who we are in Christ. And Christ says that we are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Because it means we win no matter what. Amen. Whatever God has put on your heart to do, no matter how difficult and daunting it might seem to you, say to yourself this morning, I am more than a conqueror. 
and I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Because it's from him that it comes from. Amen? Life comes from him. And he will give us the strength to do what we need to do. You know, er, um, earlier this week, my husband shared a story with me that I I was really blessed. He actually shared a couple of stories with me. But um, one of them was of a husband who at the age of 50, husband, a father, um, at the age of 51, he became a doctor. He grew up poor um, in Cleveland, Ohio, little education, Barely his parents could feed him at an early age. He really understood struggle. He actually started a business out of necessity as an auto mechanic. He thought that his dreams of becoming a doctor were just infantile. But he was able to go to school. And while he was in school, he decided to go to pre-med because he could see that he just loved uh, medicine. He enrolled in pre-med, became a doctor, not letting go of his dreams. Why do I share this story? Because I don't know if he was a believer or not, but my point is, if someone who just believing in his dreams could still become a doctor, how much more us in believing the living God and believing what he has called us to be? Amen? And not letting go of that. And believing that I am more than a conqueror. And believing that I am righteous. And believing that I am his child. And that I have an inheritance. In believing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? That's my point in sharing that story. Because I believe that no matter who you are, if God has deposited something in you, we can bring it to fruition. God can do it if you would identify yourself with who God has made you to be. Amen. 11.17 now. Um, Let me see. Okay, I'll share this one. Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, and depth, and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even think, this is the power that is at work 
within us. We are saved by his blood. We are more than an overcomer. We are more than a conqueror. Where the enemy meant for evil, God can turn it around for good, but we have to give it to him. Where there has been oppression, oppression, you can be freed by the blood of Jesus. Where you have struggled to be free and serve God, may you be freed this morning in the name of Jesus. Declare over your mind, over your hearts, that we are free to receive God love, free to receive that exceedingly abundantly, amen, so that we could do his good work because we are more than conquerors. We are free to be what God has purposed to be. Declare that I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus because I believe that each and every single one of us could do it, amen. And our strength is from the Lord. Finally, number three, I am a new creation. I am a new creation. I believe this is one of the most powerful ones. I am a new creation. The blood of Christ shed on the cross of Calvary made you and me a new creation. We are able to forget the past and move ahead. He wipes everything clean and gives us a new life. He is able to cleanse regret, abuse, mistakes, shame, guilt, condemnation in Christ Jesus. And the thing with this is you cannot reason this. I don't want us to use reason to figure it out. Why? Because if we can reason ourselves into doing something bad, we can also, reason has nothing to do with faith. Faith in Christ Jesus is different. Amen. So let us not use reason, but let us use our faith and believe what the word of God says. Don't even believe what I say. Read the scripture for yourself. That's why I'm sharing so many this morning, because I don't want you to think it's me. It's the word of God. Amen. Our past can weigh us down. Because many of us, our past is filled with those things. But God says his blood wipes it clean. I don't know what regret may be that you have carried for so many years, but God this morning is saying, you are a new creation. Lay it down at the feet of Jesus because his blood can carry it. He is the only one that could take that up, absorb it like a sponge and just take it up for you so you don't have to carry it. Because he says that you are a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone, anyone, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. Old things have passed away. Old Things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Even yesterday, whatever was yesterday, it's old. Whatever was this an hour ago, five minutes ago, it's old. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. 
I don't care if you've been a Christian for 55 years, 100 years. Every single day you are a new, we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Learn to to accept this. You know, the only way, you know, the only thing that holds us from receiving the fact that we are a new creation is our mind. That's why Pastor Steve has said this over and over again so many times. He has said, renew our minds. Listen to the message again. Listen to the podcast again. Listen to read your word because it's in that renewing our mind that we'll be able to get it. See, God has made things available for us. But we have to put in that work. We have to retrain our mind that we are in Christ Jesus. We train our mind that I am the righteousness of God. Retrain our mind that I am a child of God. That I am sanctified. That I am justified. And I can receive it because God says it's simple. You know, we're so used to, I have to work for it. I have to earn it. I have to deserve it. Don't think that you're the only one that feel, I feel that way sometimes. feel like, oh, I have to, then I, no, it's not about deserving. It's about receiving because we are in Christ Jesus, because he has adopted us as sons and daughters, because it is our inheritance. The last I'm going to share, and we're going to close Ephesians 4, verse 20 to 24. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, meaning Jesus, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. This morning, let's put on that new man. Let's put him on this morning. Amen. Let's close. Let's just begin to close. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil dictate to you who you are. Allow yourselves to be identified by what God has called you to be. Identify with the fact that you are a new creation. Forget about your shortcomings. Forget about how sometimes you miss it and you can't, you don't do it right all the time. Remember that God is by your side. Hallelujah. Heaviness. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that it would fall off of you right now. Your burdens that you carry. We break it down right now in the name of Jesus. Because you have been cleared of all your debt. Hallelujah. There are people right now that will receive a new purpose. 
Rasa taraba, new purpose. Ritia taraba, new identity. You didn't think you knew who you were. Ritia taraba, rasa taraba. You are a child of the God Most High. You are a son of the King of Kings. You are a daughter of with the greatest inheritance. Ritia taraba, rasa taraba, rasa taraba, rasa taraba, ritia taraba. Receive your new life this morning. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Lord God, I pray for those that will listen to this message, O oh Lord God. May they receive newness, O oh Lord God. May they receive destiny, O oh Lord God. May they be freed from oppression, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. May you bring them into their place of fulfillment, O Lord. May their soul be satisfied with you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Over to you, Pastor. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.